Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm very excited. I have my good friend, Megan, MMS, Mademoiselle, here with me today. Megan, how are you? You know, I'm so good because I love you. (gasps) I love you too. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. I am too. The world needs it. The world (laughs) needs what we have to say, Jess. They also need your gloves. Can you show the good people? Wow. Look at that. We're going to talk about how those gloves, <laughs> only one glove currently They're if you're watching. For um, uh, touch things that require like buttons or, you know, so I had to remove one lace glove. So now I'm like a Mademoiselle Michael Jackson. I was just going to say also, doesn't that make you think like this must be why women back in the day who wore gloves didn't really touch anything. It wasn't that they were, um, you know, like any, there's no judgment. They just literally couldn't. I just can't. I, my, these white lace gloves are covered in lipstick. Yeah. So, you know. I love it. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk today about so many things, including your gloves. Um, But all kidding aside, I will say that the reason I wanted to have you on here is because you and I did, you invited me 2022, crazy two years ago, to be on uh, a part of the Miracle Way Mm -hmm. and to come and teach the Miracle Way. Mm -hmm. And so many things have transpired since that time. And we, I feel like you and I have been sort of like, I don't want to say like in the trenches, but just in this like massive transition and transformation Mm -hmm. over the last two years, really, I think since the first miracle way that we did together of just like really taking a step back and looking at this spiritual community and the spiritual world and like what spirituality quote like means Mm -hmm. um, and sort of evolving our own understanding of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost like does this does this job make me look spiritual yeah <laughs> you know? exactly yeah what does that even mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and learning to to uh, I think see the spiritual in the everyday like in exactly. everything that we do mm-hmm. that fun fun and funniness and silly gooseness mm-hmm. can be just as spiritual as sitting and meditating and doing a kundalini training or like any of these kinds of things it's like being able to see like literally the sacred in the mundane ways of living 
Yeah. And in joy, I feel yes. like joy has been completely sucked out of the quote unquote conscious community or spirituality and really reviving myself um, mm-hmm. after being, you know, so entrenched into that world with play. And I mean, even going back to these silly lace gloves that I have and take it off now. Um, I, I think this, I, I think the life gloves are important because I do one day I was driving. So I was, um, in a dance class having so much fun and not like ecstatic dance or dance with the woo woo, just like a straight up dance class. And it was so fun. And on my way home, I just had this image of myself drop in of wearing fancy lady gloves. And I was like, I'm going to get those fancy lady gloves. And then I got the fancy lady gloves. And now I'm having so much fun with these fancy lady gloves and nothing needs to come of it except for my own joy. That is it. That's that it. is, that is the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. I speak yeah. it. Okay. Let's rewind then. Cause I actually want to hear about, I actually don't even know the answer to this. So we're all hearing it for the first time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, how did you get into the spiritual space? Like what, what was that transition? Cause I do think there's, there's a time and place for everything mm-hmm. and everything always serves a purpose to teach us something, but what brought you into sort of like the spiritual personal development space for yourself? Yeah. So I, um, I was in my very early thirties maybe even late twenties, early thirties. And I was working a corporate job. I was a director of sales and marketing for a healthcare company. And I just kept getting promoted and promoted and was making lots of money. And, um, you know, I was doing it. I was doing the thing and I, my health started to decline. I started feeling terrible. Um, and just this deep feeling of like the avoid, like I didn't feel satiated or fulfilled anyway. I, took matters into my own hands when it came to healing physically, because I was feeling so bad. Um, I had like just really painful, chronic cystic acne, um, migraines, like debilitating, like two to three days a week, like in bed, um, terrible tummy stuff. And, um, so I started, uh, reading books, uh, because the doctors just, you know, nothing was helping me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, for the first time started feeling really empowered and like, oh, wow, I can make, I can make choices not given to me by an authority, but like I can make choices that really impact how I feel mentally, emotionally, physically. And that just woke me up. And from there I started, um, magnetizing all of these like kind of spiritual books, um, self-development books that had been around you know, for years, but I had never noticed them and just started learning about things like limiting beliefs. Like I always identified as a perfectionist. And then when I, I learned like, oh, that's not actually like how you came into this world. I mean, maybe a little, but, um, there are things you can do to recalibrate your mindset to align you with the life that you want. And so I just started I was raised in, in Southwest Louisiana, not really known as like a very spiritual hippie place. It's very religious. Um, but so I kind of started bringing in bits and pieces just through books and then, you know, just went down the rabbit hole 
And, um, so I actually started, I left my corporate job. This was a very gradual process. It was not overnight, left my corporate job and began health coaching because that was what I was very passionate about at the time. Very quickly. I realized I, I just, I, that wasn't for me. I didn't want to be helping people with meal plans and supplements and all that kind of stuff and really started getting into the stuff that I was working on, maybe a half step ahead of the people that I was helping, maybe two to three steps. Um, that was really more around like just feeling satiated in your everyday life and kind of questions around what is my purpose. And, um, and you know, then one thing after another and led, led retreats and, you know, women's circles and all of that. And yeah. What do you feel like have been some of the common threads that have come for you through, I should say, have there been common threads that have been pulled from your health coaching days until now? And if so, what have they been? I just want to help people to feel good and happy. Mm. And, and that, and, and through my own work on my own self and through the, you know, helping other people, what I have found that really makes people feel good and happy is living authentically according to their own rules. Mm -hmm. So just really helping people to see, all right, what's yours, what was given to you, what was expected of you, what truly feels like you. And so now even getting more into, um, where I'm at in my current, the, the work that I'm putting out into the world around just like style and fashion and having fun and painting and playing. It's like, don't play like me, play like you, like what feels good yeah. to you? Don't dress like me, dress like you, what feels good to you? You know, so always just like leading people back to their own truth. And, mm -hmm. and some of us don't, we don't, we don't know it. So we've yeah. got to do a lot of work around discernment and figuring out, like I was saying, what's mine, what was my dad's, what was my mom's, my grandmother's, my friends, my best friends, my teachers, you know, and just really getting to the heart of what brings you joy and giddiness and mm -hmm. silly gooseness. All of the silly gooseness. Mm -hmm. I, um, I love that. I think that, and I know too, you've talked about how like you had a beauty blog at mm -hmm. one point. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. I, once I started like, so this is before I started the coaching business, before I started coaching, I started a blog and it was very much around like, um, beauty and hair and makeup. It was called the friendly badass. And, um, I really, I had a lot of fun with it. And, um, then when I got more into talking about like the universe and manifestation and all of that kind of stuff, I suddenly labeled the hair and the makeup and the fashion as not spiritual enough. Mm -hmm. And how could I possibly be talking about this stuff when I am quote unquote, a spiritual teacher, mm -hmm. you know, and like that stuff is so surface and shallow and, um, I don't want to say I lost myself. I didn't, I went down a very particular path that was very rewarding and very beautiful. Um, and I found parts of myself. I reclaimed parts of myself, but also in the process, I labeled parts of myself, the fashionista, the silly goose, creative spirit. I labeled the, the person who honestly craves being center stage. I love like put me on a stage. I love it. 
And I was afraid to, afraid to own that for a while. Um, and I, so I found parts of myself while also shunning parts of myself. And, um, over the past several months, it started last year, this sensation of like, no, 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 I need to bring, I need to bring that girl back. And mm-hmm. so now it feels like a big integration of all of that. And, um, I feel like the power of the universe behind me now. And it's so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that too. Cause I want to talk about like the, the stepping into that, but I just want to say too, I think duality, it's like, so like you learn about these concepts when you go into spirituality, where you're like duality and like light and dark and you know, all of that. But then like, there is this sort of Richard Red actually talks about this a lot in the gene keys. This like, when you start following this like alternative path of spirituality, you actually end up in a box. Like, you, yeah, you do. Like you think you're in an alternative path, but like if there's a group of people that are all doing the same thing, it's no longer Wearing the really same alternative. Thing. They have the yeah. same tattoos. I mean, hello, exactly. me, I have the snake. That's awakening, you know, yes. like, God, yes. come on. <laughs> and I think that's like, that's the beauty of being able to say duality exists. I can be spiritual because you still have a ton of depth to you. Yeah. And not to say spirituality equals depth, but like now it's just basically saying like, you're like, guess what? I've been wearing the spiritual costume and now I want to put on my silly goose lace gloves and I want right. to dance on Thursday nights. And I want to like, I, I don't want this to look one dimensional. If I'm going to be fully me in this lifetime, I have to be able to hold, it's not even like duality. It's like the full spectrum the of the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. And I am a rainbow, damn it. You are the goddamn rainbow. So how did you like reconcile that inside of yourself that you wanted to, like you were ready to be like, I am going to take center stage in my own life, whatever that looks like for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, okay. I, over the past couple of years, you know, hosting retreats, um, I come with a wardrobe as you know, every time, as you know, Jess, I overpack dresses me. I, I bring enough silky robes to style every person on the retreat. Mm-hmm. Anywho. So I have always had fun dressing. Um, and over the years, so many people have come to me and are always like, oh my God, I love your clothes, blah, 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 blah. You know? And, and finally this year I was like, I'm, I'm going to really start putting more emphasis on style because it's fun for me. Like I'm exploring starting a clothing line and, but you know what, here's, here's like, there's a definitive moment, you know, that's very tangible, not abstract. So I'm going to give it to you. So give it to me, girl. I was in my dance class and I had these cute little space buns, very spice girl, you know, esque. Yeah. And some girl, uh, uh, some girl that's not a wonderful woman came up and was like, I love your hair. How'd you do that? And something inside of me was like, do a post on this tomorrow. Tell people how to do their hair. And I told her, I was like, I'm going to do a post on this tomorrow. And I just owned that. That's who I was. I was a girl who posts about style and whatever. And, um, And so the next day I was like, I'm going to do a video about how to create cute little space buns. And that's it. I'm not going to slap some spiritual message over it. I'm just going to embrace the part of myself 
that loves hair and makeup and clothes. And I'm going to let that be enough. I don't have to be a spiritual teacher. I can just talk about how to do a cute hairdo. And I did it and it was so much fun. And then the next day I posted about a cute little outfit and then it just kept building. And, and then now I've really started to integrate all of it. Like, Oh, well, I, I am a messenger. That's who I am. I am here to just talk about things. The birthmark on my upper lip. If you, if you research the spiritual significance of a birthmark on your upper lip, it says this person is a messenger, give this person a microphone. And so, you know, that's what I'm doing. Um, so like really bringing all of these facets to the forefront and saying, I am playful. I do have a potty mouth. I do like clothes and style and makeup. And I believe in deep spiritual principles and I can be all of those motherfucking things. And, and, you know, and so that's what I'm doing. And so it really was, it was that moment in the dance class when the sweet, wonderful woman commented on my space buns and something inside me, I think it was because it was at the end of the dance class. And I was just so revived and joyful. And in that creative, that beautiful, fun, creative energy where like anything is possible. And I was like, "Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You said, um, I love something you said. I'm, I wrote it down on my phone because I'm like, I don't want to type because I hate hearing the sound of clicking. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you see me looking down, anyone watching a replay, I'm writing notes on my phone. Um, I love what you said. And I think you had actually posted something about this on um, Instagram too. You said, I just owned it. Mm-hmm. I just did it. I just and it's it. so like, I don't know about you, but I know for myself- a lot of the times, especially in the beginning of my journey, I'd be like, why am I like this? I need to figure out how to heal myself in order to blah, 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 blah. Or I feel uncomfortable that I'm want to be silly and wear silly goose gloves. And now I need to like figure out how to heal that inside of myself. And then I, but it's like, just, just, just own it. <laughs> Nike, just do it. Just do it. Just do just- it. Like just do it. And why I think the thing, it's like so important. I love what you're saying because there's an aspect of like, when we give ourselves permission to do what we want to do and how we want to do it, be who we want to be, we give other people permission to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself this year, there's a lot of things that I've like made a choice to do because I'm like, I don't care about appearing anymore. Like Mm I um, can be the most successful or do the most this or be the most that it's like I want to live a good life and like you said at the beginning of the podcast you were like I worked a corporate job and I kept giving me more money and giving me more of this and giving me more of that but it didn't feel good I'm like why do we as human beings chase doing things that don't feel good in order to feel good from the result of the thing that we're getting for the thing we're doing. It's like, why are we chasing the, why are we chasing doing something we don't like doing that doesn't feel good in order to receive a reward to then use the reward on something that will make us feel good. Why don't we just start out doing something that feels good? Right. (laughs) Like it's so simple. Yeah. 
But it's, yeah. you know, it's like kind of, I guess, ingrained in us from the time you start going to school because school is like, go to school, get the, get a, the a, and then on Friday you can have pizza or right. you can have the reward or you can have whatever. And if you don't get the A, there's something, there's something wrong that needs yeah. to be fixed. Yeah. And yeah. No. And I think it, yeah, it's like, it's no wonder. Cause I know for me, I'm pulling the subtle strings right now of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. around things I didn't even realize that perfectionism is showing up in and having mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I didn't <gasps> see you hiding there. Right. And I didn't realize um, that that my perfectionism is causing me to do this or that or the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So even so, making a choice. Yeah, go ahead. So I recently had a reel on Instagram go insanely viral just cuckoo bananas. It's like at 3 million plays or something like that. And all I said in the reel was like, you're a multi-passionate free spirit who's burnt out from all the healing and ready to be in your unhinged playful era or something like that. Silly goose era. Silly goose. Yeah. And the funny thing is I almost didn't post it. Um, well, I almost deleted it because there was a typo. I, like I left out the word the somewhere. Um, and I was like, you know what? No. And then I was, I was pretty insecure about posting it. Cause it was just me and like this crazy outfit dancing. And I was like, this feels cocky or like very self-indulgent. And I'm not being like, um, I, what would the word for this be? Yeah. You don't even, mm, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, but I was just like fully, like full on, like here I am center stage in this very cool outfit, feeling myself. And that was uncomfortable for me. Um, and to just, to just be fully out there without like a spiritual message on top, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And apparently 3 million other people are like, yes, Thank, Thank you. God. Yeah. Like we have just turned healing and spirituality into this, like, and, and this is a gross overgeneralization, but like, it's toxic. Like yeah. healing has become an addiction that, like I was saying at the beginning, like joy has been sucked out of it. And joy is one of the highest vibrations of all, Yeah, you know? So like if twerking brings you joy, if silly twerk it, baby. Glitter, twerk it, wear the glitter have fun and get out from underneath that mask of what the spiritual person looks like, because you being in your full essence of like creative joy, that's the most spiritual quote unquote that you can be is like just fully you and not a carbon copy of like this spiritual person. Um, and something else I posted the other day really was very resonant for a lot of people about allowing yourself to be in a phase instead of thinking like what's wrong with me. And I feel like this is true for a lot of multi-passionates for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, you know, it's like, we grew up with the mentality or being, you know, taught do one thing and do it well. Yeah. And, um, that does not work for me. It really doesn't. And I shamed myself for a very long time. And I'd say just in the past couple of years, I've really come to own that and to not apologize for it and to not announce, all right, everyone, here's, I'm going into my next phase, you know, but just to do it. And like, we're saying just to own it and not apologize, not put up the neon sign, but like 
you're allowed to, to evolve out loud, to be fully you. And life is so much more fun that way. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken yeah. because you go through phases, you're evolving and that's great and wonderful. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and to recognize too, like your spiritual phase was, it was a phase that you went through. Right. And then you take the pieces you like, you bring them into the next, I don't want to say phase. It's like the next evolution of self. Yeah. I think- yeah. Cause I'm not talking shit on, on who I was like yeah. two, three, four, five, ten 10 years ago. I'm so proud of me. I am so proud of that woman for going all in for learning all the things. And now I'm proud of myself for pulling back in that fun, silly goose fashionista and bringing it all together. And in 10 more years, who knows? I don't know. And, and 10 more months, who knows? Yeah. You know, 10 days, 10, 10 days. minutes. We don't yeah. know, who but knows? it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think this is such an important conversation to have. One of the things, um, I feel like I haven't actually talked about this a whole lot. And I thought to myself, I'll record a solo podcast episode on this, but I do think this is like very relevant for the conversation we're having here, which is like, I burned out on my Mm -hmm. business last year. I've been doing this for a lot of years, really. I mean, 10 years ago, I really started being like, I need to do something different. Like I was Mm -hmm. fresh out of grad school and was like, I need to, I need a change. And I think that, um, like I, I went back, I did some speech therapy. I gave that a try again. Um, and then now I've been copywriting, which I've really been enjoying, but here's the cool thing that I've found is like, it took me a lot to let go of the identity that I have to be a business owner who makes a lot of money and is successful on my own. And it wasn't, it, for me, it was never about like making tons of money. And that's why I'm doing it. It was, I think for me, I'm independent. I can do anything. I can make it happen. And after a while, I just started to realize I'm like, I'm so siloed. I'm doing Mm -hmm. everything by myself. Solopreneurship, like no company out there is a true solopreneur company. Practitioners Mm -hmm. are solo practitioners who go out and maybe um, consult or like do things on their own. But to be like a hundred percent on my own and think that I can carry that through, you know, if one day I get married and want to be a mom or like just my life is going to change and evolve. And therefore I have to learn to let go of this identity and this um, journey I've been in and take the, like, again, take the pieces that resonate um, and recognize that nothing lasts forever. Like that dream we got sold of like, you will go to work, you will do one thing, you will master it, you will retire at this stage. Like that doesn't exist anymore. No, Mm -mm. we've just changed as a collective and it's, it's, it's outdated. And, you know, I too have had to let go and own some things that are like uncomfortable for me to own. So going from a, a business owner who's offering services Yep. And now I, I have come into the realization that I, I, I'm really stepping into more of a stage of, I don't want to say being an influencer, but like using my platform to get a message across, to support brands, to collaborate and to get paid doing that. Um, and to let go of the idea that, um, I, 
um, am, I'm no longer providing like a one-on-one service, which was like my thing for so long. And I've, I've had to get past this idea of like, you're being selfish yeah. and say like, no, actually this is my life. And I want to do what, what is really fun for me. And you know what? Fuck it. Like if it, if it's, if it feels selfish, then so be it, who cares? Like, but I'm having to go through a lot of like repatterning of like, no, I can own the part of myself that like loves having a platform that loves being on stage, that loves sharing and storytelling and, and, you know, telling myself like, you are still worthy, even if you're not like down in the trenches with people doing this one-on-one deep, deep work, like you're still worthy. So, and, and to just like get into my own mode of creativity and say like, I'm going to paint, I'm going to write just for me. And then I can share that and, and make money from that instead of always feeling like I have to help people in the, in a very direct way. Um, it was scary for me to let go of that. Um, and you know, who knows, I might come back around to it later, but yeah. Giving yourself space. Mm -hmm. I think that's really it. We don't uh, oftentimes, I don't think once we enter into adulthood, we give ourselves space. And I think, um, yeah, like as you were talking, I was just thinking like, as I've actually started copywriting and having like consistent copywriting work, mm-hmm. it's actually giving me a lot more space for creativity and going like, mm-hmm. what do I actually enjoy doing? And I, I want to like also preface this by saying, and I think you would agree, like when I was doing that deep work, I loved doing oh, that yeah. deep work with people. Love it. Mm-hmm. Like it brought me so much joy. I learned so much about myself. I loved everyone that I got to help and support through their own process. Right. So it's like, it's one of those things where again, every season of life serves a purpose mm-hmm. and giving yourself permission to evolve beyond. It is a death. Like you have to go, I have had to go through and some people get through it faster, but like I've had to go through a deep death process of mm-hmm. letting go and being okay, being like, what are people going to think if I'm not doing one-on-one services in the same way anymore? And what are mm-hmm. people going to think if my friends keep going on the su- success trajectory, building a traditional coaching business, and mm-hmm. I all of a sudden look like I'm stopping and not doing that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, what are they going to think of me? What is that going to mean about me? Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So it's like letting the identities go is hard. But like in its place, you weed the garden and now you get to have all this joy in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, really, so my gene key, um, my purpose mm-hmm. is like, my purpose is to lead an inspiring life to inspire others. Mm-hmm. And it's taken me a bit to like, really, really trust that to own it and to trust it and to say, that's enough. I don't have to sit here and deconstruct and teach and, you know, like give my heart on a platter. It is enough for me to lead an inspiring life and inspire Mm -hmm. others. And so there's a lot of like self-worth around that, um, of not having to like bend over backwards and give all of myself to feel like I'm doing something 
worthy, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, it's just been, it's, it's so cool to be able to apply these tools, but like you and I have been talking about off record, um, to just like apply them so that we can live a more fulfilling life instead of thinking we have to like fix and overanalyze and, and get like super deep into it. It's like, no, how can we take this and, and, and go own it, own it, go for it. Yep. I'm like, you obviously know I'm looking at your chart in the background now. Cause I'm like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you're, you know, when we look, if we just look from a gene keys perspective and it's so interesting because my favorite work that brings me the most joy right now is like, I love my gene keys study groups. Mm -hmm. I love gathering people together, talking about this stuff, talking about ourselves and looking at like the evolution of what this means, Mm -hmm. because like for you, your vocation, which is like your, your prime gift, like this, well, you have four prime gifts, but it's like your work, your job. The one is all about production, originality, Mm -hmm. creativity, like always going into your laboratory and creating something new, Mm -hmm. which like being an influencer and doing, um, making my little shorts. I love it. I have so much fun. fun. I'm treating it like it's the line of production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You're producing things. You're creating things. You're getting fresh new ideas. And the one it likes new stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's funny too, because it's actually about bringing your personal wisdom and opinion through like the opinion in the short side is like judgmental, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. this is right. That's wrong. But it's actually about being able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. And then like, just give me a microphone and let me riff. Yeah. And put on makeup. Yeah. And some gloves. And pay me. (laughs) Right. And then like versatility, the 16, your life's work, like your brand is about being versatile and not trying to be just one thing. The 16 Mm -hmm. loves mastering lots of different things Mm -hmm. and then being able to go beyond them. Mm -hmm. So whatever you're learning now, like if we can see these things within ourselves and go, I'm always going to be like a little flowering, blossoming daisy, Mm -hmm. always blossoming and blooming in new ways. And knowing that like, whatever you're learning now about doing what you're doing, you're probably going to evolve past it at some point Mm -hmm. and integrate it into the next thing. And who knows what that will look like, but it's like, as that line one, you have to give yourself space to be creative Mm -hmm. constantly in the ways that feel good for you. Yeah. And you know, Justin, my husband, we've been married for, it'll be 17 years in October, which is wacko bananas. But anyway, he would always tell me right when you get really good at something, you quit. And he drove that message into me for a really long time. And, and I really started to become very insecure about just the natural, my, my natural proclivity to evolve and shift and change. And, um, it took a, it took a toll on me. And as Justin started to, you know, come more into his own awakening and to have different perspectives, he started to realize like, this is my superpower. And what I had to show him is I'm not quitting. I'm it's, I'm pulling it into the next iteration and and then pulling this in and pulling this in and pulling this in. And I have this deep desire to like really go all into something. And then when I reach my my saturation with it, I'm onto the next, but it still stays integrated into me. And I'm sure a lot of people listening are, are, are similar, but have been told that's not okay. That's not, that's not the right way to, 
to be an adult. <laughs> and, um, cause we, we encourage kids to do it like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, do this after school, do this after school, try this, try this, try this. But then once we get into an adulthood, what we're supposed to just like stop doing that. And, um, so it's been, it's been really invigorating and really, um, fulfilling for me to finally be like, no, this, this is cool. And this is my superpower. And I just get to keep growing and evolving and playing and and trying new things and not everything. It's like, we got it. We also have to be careful not to put the expectation on all these new hobbies and pursuits that they're going to bring us like notoriety or a paycheck or fame or whatever. It's like, just learn the ukulele because it feels good. And you know, you're going to create some new neural pathways and then you might put the ukulele down and never pick it back up, but it was, it, it brought you joy and that's enough. That's exactly right. You know? And aren't you glad that all those years ago, you said to yourself, I think I'll become a Zumba instructor. And I said to myself, I think I'll become a Zumba instructor because then at the miracle way this year, we got to whip out a Zumba dance and it not just dance. We did like four for, I know. And it was, I, it was incredible. I'm pretty sure that was the highlight of everyone's miracle way training this go around. Absolutely. You know, Jess and I are going to go on tour. Yes. We're going to bring our Zumba experience and all the other things. Yep. And it's going to be a blast. One time Megan messaged me a couple of months ago and she said, what do you picture for your life? You said something like this. And I'm like, I just see myself on like a Zumba cruise. Yeah. So anyways, um, but yes. And so I want to, I want to actually like get this down to like granularity a little bit with like talking about following your strategy and authority mm-hmm. and like listening to your body, because I know for me, I just have to follow my urges, even if I don't know where they're going to take me. Like I, when we were actually, when we were in Costa Rica last I was on the way home and I saw that my favorite comedian was going to play in um, Nashville this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I just got the urge. I was like, I'm buying tickets. I don't care who can come or who can't come, but I am going. And I reached out to our mutual friend, Allison, who I met through you. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I don't know. I'm going to come. And I came and then she was like, "I, I, I have nothing planned. I was like, I have nothing planned either. Let's just see where the weekend takes us and what we feel called to do. And it ended up being the most fun weekend. Um, But with that, like I've had to learn if I have an expectation, this is like my learning of the week is expectations and letting Mm -hmm. go of them, of myself and other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But if I have an expectation of like, I'm supposed to be successful and this is what success looks like, or I'm doing this, I'm learning the ukulele and I have an expectation that I'm now going to become What's that guy's name? The Hawaiian guy, his name's like is or whatever. And he sings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was about to say Yo-Yo Ma, not a ukulele. ukulele. I don't think Yo-Yo Ma has a ukulele, but let's say you want to be the Yo-Yo Ma (laughs) of the ukulele world. Of the ukulele, right. Um, Like if I put this expectation on what it's supposed to be, I get out of my body and I stop Mm -hmm. following where life wants to take me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think life knows a hell of a lot better what what it's doing than what my small mind thinks, because my small mind's only reflecting on what I've done in the past and what mm-hmm. I know of the past versus creating a new future moving forward. Yeah. So and let's I'm, let joy be the reward. Joy is enough. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be like, like 
you know, I could feel myself wanting you to end that Nashville story with like, and then I met the love of my life and then we got married, you know? Yeah. But like having fun and having a joyful experience is enough. Yes. Like that is the gift from God, you know, like the joy in life. And like you followed your urge and you experienced joy Yeah, and that's enough. And that's enough. I love you saying that because you know what, now that you say that years ago, I would be like, I'm following my intuition. Therefore something really fucking cool is going to happen. I'm going to win the lottery. I am going to win. But like some, I just walked away from that weekend. Like so inspired that our, like our friend has this makeup company called Imogene and co and like Mm -hmm. skincare, skincare. What did Mm -hmm. I say? Makeup. Oh, skincare. She's skincare. Um, but I came away from that weekend. She's built that company from such a heart centered place inside of herself that I walked away from that weekend being like, I'm reconnected back to where I started my business Mm -hmm. all those years ago, Mm -hmm. the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and that has shifted the church will shift the trajectory of my own path as well. Right. So it's like, I think celebration. Yeah. Like celebration, Mm -hmm. joy, heart, like it doesn't always have to be fireworks. Yeah, exactly. But joy, yeah. joy is enough. Yeah. Like, like, we says, hear, like joy is not a crumb. Yeah. I love that. So what, tell me about the process of like what reorienting back to your own body and following your joy has been like, did you have to, do you feel like you were like stopping your joy this like last year? Or do you like, what's that? Yeah. What's that process been like? I, Okay. So I don't want to write off the past couple of years as like that. I wasn't happy or fulfilled or in joy. Cause I was, um, but it, it's like, we've been talking about embracing the evolution that's rising to the surface and saying it is okay to leave things behind. I also want to note that in the past couple of years, I had a baby, I lost my dog. I lost my dad. So I was going through a lot of grief as well. Um, mm-hmm. so joy felt a little bit harder to get to, <laughs> sure. um, than, than it does now. Um, so really embracing style again has been very fun and my version of style, you know, like bringing more color back into my wardrobe and like really playing and getting creative, getting out canvases and paints and just painting, not because I need to show it to anyone or sell it or, be Picasso, but like, just because it brings me great joy to follow my curiosity. And my curiosity was saying, I wonder what would happen if we paint, like, what's that going to feel like and play with color. Um, I think from a very like practical sense, like bringing color, like, and, and my clothes and my paints and my home, um, bringing that energy back into my life has been really fun. And just, again, I know I've said it a couple of times, but like owning that part of myself that loves style and makeup and play, um, going to dance classes, um, like literally getting into my body and just doing things like cutting all spiritual strings, Mm -hmm. um, and just doing them because I want to, and not like, this is going to raise my vibration or this is going to, you know, it's just kind of like, stepping away from it. And in that stepping away, I'm getting, I I feel more spiritual than I ever have because I am, I feel really fully 
integrated right now and like a true, true, true expression of myself. I will also say that, um, the progressed moon has, is I'm really impacted by that. And for the past two years, I've been in a cancer progressed moon, which is that, you know, all the poetry was coming out of me. And I, I was a little more melancholic. I, I was certainly experienced moments of joy. Um, but definitely kind of more protective, more inward, and that's beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that energy whatsoever. And now my, my progressed moon just went into Leo and I felt like a palpable shift, but it was almost like when you and I just, we were having that conversation of like, is this spiritual enough? And like labeling things as spiritual enough or not of just like, just getting that out of my head and being like, I am enough exactly as I am. And, um, and, and yeah, just like letting that energy really drive me. And like, uh, like I said earlier, when I created that reel and I almost took it down, cause I felt like a little bit cocky. Um, I don't know why it was just me dancing in front of the camera, you know, whatevs, but like allowing myself to be a little bit cocky, you know, and sure. like owning it and it's fucking fun. So yeah. I don't know if I answered your question, but, um, I don't even remember what my question was. Lace so gloves. I think it's, the yeah. answer is lace gloves. The answer to every question is lace gloves. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation and I love what you said about the progress moon too. Cause I think too, like, I think everyone's feeling a shift mm-hmm. this year into mm-hmm. doing what brings them closer to themselves and loving yeah. themselves and their authentic path. And I think, um, I was just talking with a woman named Jenny Crowther about, um, some of the like collective energy we're under this year and it's intuition, like following your intuition and your knowingness and then, um, uh, self-love. Yeah. And like not self-love that's like, um, obsessing over yourself in order to love yourself. That's the shadow. I have that in my chart and I know that one. Well, it's not obsessing over oneself to find love. It's being natural, like naturally being in your natural owning, owning all parts of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I love that. Well, Meg and I are going to do a trip in June to either France or Italy. We're finding the perfect venue now. Yes. So stay tuned because we're going to focus on fun, creativity, wine and cheese and bread. But if you're gluten-free or don't like cheese, just replace that with things that you love that symbolize those things. And if you're sober, sparkling water will always be available. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, we're going to just have a blast. So build like a, like a women's artist colony full of silly gooses. And it's like an unretreat retreat. It's a placation intentional girls trip. And it's going to be yes. great. And we're going to be fancy. And I'm going to bring all my lace gloves because I own so many pairs now and we can all wear them for one dinner and it's going to be great. We're going to wear lace gloves and do Zumba. Yes. So come <laughs> laugh with us. We had um, this summer Meg hosted a retreat in Majorca uh, with an amazing woman named April. And that's what we did. And we had such a good time and we went on a beautiful boat and just explored and had fun and created lots of space for everybody to listen to themselves, connect to themselves, but also to have fun. And I think that 
um, we all walked away. I know from that retreat, which I think you just said you just sold out, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. I know we all walked away from that. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I could go mm -hmm. on like a retreat or a vacation and have fun mm -hmm. and relax and create and space. And let that be enough. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And how healing late, that can be. Sit around a table and drink coffee for an hour. That is hours. so delicious. <laughs> yes. It is so fucking needed. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm so, so stay excited tuned. For us to, yeah. We're going to do it and it's going to be so fun. Yes. And I will post about that on Instagram as will Meg. And I'll post all of her information below this podcast episode just so you can find her and her viral reels and her fashion and her lace gloves and all of the fun. I think that this episode is going to have the word lace gloves in the title of it. Definitely should. Love. Creativity, joy, and lace gloves. Lace gloves. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for being here, Meg. <laughs> Love you. Love you too. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.